So Andrew, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, love your presentation. How do you find Norway? Well, I've primarily been in Oslo since I, I got here a few days ago. And um, I'm very happy with the fact that I got some time to go out exploring and uh, walking and and riding the metro and, and just sort of seeing daily life and also connecting with a bunch of designers and creators here in, uh, in Oslo. And I will say I'm incredibly impressed with the uh, not just the digital creative economy, but the creative economy in general. The, the you know, to, to make any of this uh, breathtaking digital media or new apps or uh, campaigns and on and on, all the things that the people at this event do, you have to have musicians and painters and writers and poets and artists who form the kind of creative backbone because that's what multimedia is. It's all those media put together. So I've had a chance to see some of that and I've been incredibly impressed. Um, you know, this is a city that has six or seven hundred thousand people in it. Now I live in Brooklyn, New York, the city of Brooklyn, which we was its own city for a long time before you know before it became part of Manhattan, which is the epicenter of uh, the creative part of New York, and it has a um, probably four million people in Brooklyn as opposed to to seven hundred thousand here in. Um, in uh, in Oslo, and yet the creative economy here feels just every bit as vibrant as the one in Brooklyn. That's really saying something. Well, I'm really happy to hear that. Um, so, in your talk, you talked a lot about human behavior and, and trends and, and things like that, and uh, um, I represent the marketing part of, of all that. Um, and and I want to know if you have any thoughts on on how with all the things you know about this <clears throat> would you build a, a relationship to your audience in, in 2014 as a brand I mean h- how would you communicate and, and build relationships well I think to understand what's different about communicating with brand uh, what brands need to do differently today you have to understand a little bit of what came before so and by before I mean like way at the beginning so um, if you went to the grocery store in, say, 1875, you know, 125 years ago, most of the goods that you bought at the grocery were all made within a few hundred miles of the store. So you'd walk into the store and a grocer would give you the goods from a wholesale quantity behind the shelf, behind the desk. And then when mass production and mass manufacturing and mass distribution took off in the 20th century, suddenly you could get things from very far away, from people you would never meet. And brands kind of stood in the distance. They stood in the gap between the people who made things and the people who used them. And that gap was, so you know, you end up with, there's a guy named Kellogg somewhere making your cornflakes. You know, there's a, there's a person or a, a personification of a promise that's made over a distance. And that was true for a hundred years. And that was what great, that's why brands were built with advertising. They were built with communications because you had to speak over the distance. Well, digital media has changed that very fundamentally. Now you can be in intimate conversation with a company all the time. So, when you are 
separated by a large distance, often you have to shout to make your point. When you're really close with somebody, shouting sends people you know, running for the hills. So that's the last thing in the world you want to do. So brands have to become much more conversational. And really importantly, brands have become much more inspectable. That is to say, when the people making my cornflakes were a thousand miles away, I could never go visit the factory. I could never see if their behavior matched their message. Now, because of the thousands and millions of little brothers who are all watching what's going on all the time, I know immediately when a company's actions and their message don't don't connect. So increasingly brands are behavioral. So they're intimate, conversational, and behavioral. It's about as much as what, what they do is what they say. And digital technology in particular has given them the ability to do much more. So there's a, a bigger expectation that comes on behalf of the consumers when brands are designed like that. Um, and it's really easy to get it wrong. And one of the things that's a challenge for many big brands is they've, they've got developed very, very strongly developed muscles for communicating at a distance. They've honed them over a century. Now they very quickly have to develop uh, the tools of communicating close in. And that is a, something people are scrambling to figure out. But that's where the game is. Interesting. And would you say that technology is kind of in the in the way for a lot of big brands the way they're built up right now and, and do you think we need structural change within the big brands to be able to embrace this conversational marketing and and the open sharing marketing um well if i think i understand your question It's about the role of technology and the um, whether or not it gets in the way sometimes. And I think the answer is that what we're in right now is an age of, when it comes to digital, is an age of fragmentation and therefore experimentation. When you have hundreds of thousands of apps, millions of apps many of which do the same thing as each other, many of which have functionally the same kinds of promises that they make to the end consumer. That's just millions of places for brands to be. When we had a couple of tel uh, television stations and we had a couple of uh, newspapers, there were fewer places to actually deliver your message. Now it's not that we don't, we, we don't just have an abundance of places. We have a crisis of abundance. We have so many places that you can't put enough firepower behind any of them to actually create impact on their own. So what you see with companies is they're spending huge amounts of money on traditional media, but that budget has shrunk and they're taking half of that budget and they're sprinkling it like pixie dust among a billion other little tiny jewels because nobody knows what what the next Twitter or Facebook, you know, WhatsApp is going to be. No one's sure what platform is the one that is going to be the next one to dominate. So uh, a chief marketing officer today needs to be much more experimental, much more risk-oriented, Uh, than they were even just a few years ago because 
there's there's a lot to pay attention, a lot more to pay attention to than there's ever been before, and there will be more tomorrow than there was yesterday. Yeah, very interesting times we we go to. Thank you so much for your time, Andrew.